Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's conference. Will now be recorded. Okay, we're getting recorded. All good. Welcome to Ann Ortley's weekly weather uh, for the week of April 3rd to April 10th of 2022. And this week, we take off like a rocket after having a big false start at the beginning of the week. Uh, And so welcome to the weekly weather. It's a little late this week because I was part of the uh, 10,000 flights canceled in and out of Florida. Um, I was in St. Louis for my uncle's funeral. And I noticed that Mars Saturn, you know, and I was waiting to launch the couple of stars until after it perfected. Of course, it's in Aquarius. Aquarius is airplanes. You know, I'm an astrologer, but sometimes you're kind of a, you know, you kind of go, oh, wait, yeah, Mars, Saturn, no airplanes flying. So there were 10,000 flights canceled. There were a 1,000 lightning strikes here in uh, Pinellas County. And I got stuck in North Carolina in Charlotte, uh, where I spent a nice day. And fortunately, my cousin has superpowers because the earliest flight out would have been today, this, this afternoon, actually, if I was a regular person. Uh, but she got on the phone and got us in sooner. So thank you, Cousin Jennifer. Um, and so welcome to the weekly weather for the April 3rd to the 10th. A little delayed, but we're now taking off like a rocket because Mars is past Saturn. All right, so let's go forward and talk about the week ahead and how it's going to work and what we're going to what we're going to do, what we're going to see, how we're going to go forward. So I'm going to turn on the audio. I'm going to practice my flipping back and forth. We have the ring light. We have the kitchen view for those of you who like being in the kitchen rather than the Venetian blinds. It's a work in progress. So welcome to the weekly weather. And with further ado, we will now go forward, uh, hopefully with good audio and um, make sure my recording devices are all working and off we go. Okay. So first up this week was that lovely Mars-Saturn conjunction, uh, and that happened on April 4th. But we know with Mars, as he comes in for a landing, right, is when he really acts up. So that was Monday at, at 6, 9 o'clock at night, 9.51 p.m. Monday night. So that was when he broke free of Saturn, at which point we take off like a rocket. <laughs> but until then... You know how like those rockets launch and you watch them on Cape Canaveral and they're just sitting there and they're going like this and they're they're just trying to get it up. They're just trying and they go a little slow and they just kind of like this. Uh, The line, you know, rebook your flight was a quarter of a mile long. It was a very long line. And of course, the hotels were all sold out. My cousin and I shared a room uh, that night because there were no there was no room at the inn. Um, Well, there was room, one room, not two rooms. So the, the forward motion of this Mars-Saturn, now the last time we had Mars and Saturn together was COVID. You know, Saturn was in Capricorn, Mars was in Capricorn, they met up, they started a new two-year cycle, which we, be, you know, we're finishing now. So we're going to see a shift in how we deal with COVID and what we do about it, because that's the end of that two-year cycle. Mars takes two years to go around the sun, which means he takes two years to go around our chart and any chart. And when he meets up with Saturn, they are not friends. Mars, Saturn finds Mars quite impulsive and a little out of control. And Mars finds Saturn to be a bit of a fuddy-duddy and not necessarily a good guy. Um, so they're not necessarily uh, happy people in terms of how they work together. 
And so here we see the chart of the Mars-Saturn conjunction that took place on April 4th. And you can see a lot of energy down here in the fourth house. Now, remember, this is for Washington, but it's also the east coast of the United States, which includes Florida. And so everything's grounded. Look at all those planets down at the bottom. However, there's a lot of creative activity over there with all those Aries planets, right? So we see a lot of Aries, but we also see that the moon is void, of course, in Taurus. So this, this also kind of says this Mars-Saturn aspect is going to get us moving forward, get us moving forward. And then right as it happened, you can see this is 29-23, this is 29-24, the moon goes void right after it. So it's starts to open up, but it's an intense chart because of that Moon-Venus square at the last degrees. So we know that this next two years, you know, are very Aquarian in terms of our approach, our vision, how we're going to move in the world, what we're going to do, what's important to us, and also with Uranus on the descendant, prone to sudden changes. So we're going to kind of watch for that. We also know that this node of fate here is a 23 Taurus. Now we're heading into eclipse season at the end of April, and we know that that eclipse from last October was 23 uh, Scorpio, 22-23 Scorpio. So if you're finding stuff from last November up for you, where you're kind of dealing with it, you're looking at it in a new way, you're trying to figure it out. The nice part of it is Pluto at the last degree does receive a trine from the moon, so the you know so that aspect's helpful in terms of encouraging us to move forward and kind of have a different opportunity or a different option in terms of how we do things. So that's helpful. But it also we're still in airy season. Mercury is still combust the sun, which means people are taking things very personally, very very personally, and that's okay. That's part of the deal of the the Mercury sun combust. And they're answering to Mars-Saturn, right? So they're either going to work really hard together and feel a little frustration, but you know that whole thing, no pain, no gain, you know, when you're doing weightlifting, although when the doctors say no pain, you're doing too much, stop working, you know, put your leg up, is what they used to say to me when I'd go, I'm hurting. Well, you're, you're a little type A, put your leg up and rest. So it's an interesting mix of put your leg up and rest or go forward. But once Mars goes past Saturn, which he does, Uh, Monday night, you're going to feel the energy pick up. And remember, all the planets are moving forward until May when Pluto stations to go retrograde. So remember that image of the rocket at Cape Canaveral kind of doing the little thing and it vibrates and slowly rises and then eventually it takes off, right? So that's the energy. You're going to feel it anticipating moving forward, moving forward quickly. We also have here... Um, the, uh, the next chart, the next chart for the week is going to be Venus entering Pisces, which she does on Tuesday, April uh, 5th at 11.18 a.m. Now, Venus has been in Aquarius, which is a sign she likes. She's not against Aquarius. She's just kind of detached. She's not that into it. She kind of watches. She's flying around. She's talking. She's chatting. She's whatever. When she goes into Pisces, she now has more passion. She's intense. Remember, Pisces is the sign of her exaltation. She loves to be in Pisces. And it's kind of that agape love, you know, past love. 
So you're going to find there's a passion that's coming in that's very, very intense this week with that Venus going into Pisces. And she's going to, you know, she's zipping along. You know, she's been in Aquarius for a while. But as she goes into Pisces, there's a new feel of her, gentleness, a kindness, a sense of not so much detached Venusian looking. It's, it's understanding it from a different point of view and seeing it in a different way, right? Because Venus in Pisces has got an energy of um, how do we move forward, right? And, you know, collective counts. Sean Penn was on Sean Hannity, and he was saying to Hannity, I don't really trust you. And Hannity's like, well, why not? What have I ever done? And so Sean said, you know, you did this thing, most wanted criminal or whatever. So they had a bonding, and Sean's like, Sean Hannity says to Sean Penn, so do you trust me now? And Sean Penn says, well, it's kind of like a car accident. We have to do rehab, right? So Venus in Pisces is literally the Pisces house, Pisces sign is rehab. We're going to be rehabilitating our love, our partnership, our emotional energy when Venus goes into Pisces. Notice there's a nice trine from her over to the Ascendant. Again, this is East Coast, but she also is in a square to the moon in Gemini. It's like, well, okay, let me reconsider. Let me think about it. Let me see what I think because I'm reconsidering how I'm going to do this. Moon Gemini now still answering to Mercury combust the sun, but Mercury's starting to move away. Mercury and Gemini is like, well, this was an okay experience. You didn't lie to me. You weren't mean to me. I'm not sure, I'm not sure I hate you anymore, but we have to work on our relationship. Notice Mars coming up to Juno. So we're going to watch on Tuesday people working into their relationship. The beauty of recording this on Wednesday is I can say, hey, they voted for Katanji Brown to get out of the... Um, to get out on the Mars-Saturn conjunction, 11-11, it was a tie, but now she's in front of the House, you know, the whole Senate, and three Republicans have shifted over to say they're going to vote for her. So that Venus energy of partnering with change. Notice Mars over there next to Juno saying, okay, let's change this up. Let's shift this forward. So when we look, we're practicing our switching here too. So when we look at this chart, we really get an idea of the energy uh, speaking to us about, you know, and again, it's all still a, a, a Kara Supra, I never say it right, Kara Supra Yoga. All the planets, I'm just going to say it in English, all the planets are between the nodes. So the energy is very intense. They're trapped between the nodes and they're going from the south node over to the north node, so it's a south node, Carlos, whatever it is. It's a dragon's, dragon's thing. So it's coming from the dragon's tail, which is wasting, releasing, letting go, and saying, done with, it, done with that. I have to write that out in practice, because I know I can see it in my head, but the word just doesn't come out. All right, then the next thing up for us this week, the next chart of interest is this one, which is... Um, Jupiter in a semi-sextile to Saturn. Now, notice Jupiter there at 23, 22 and a half, and Saturn at 22 and a half. Remember, they, left, they met up December 20th of 2020 at zero Aquarius. And Saturn's been popping along for two years, and Jupiter's been popping along for two years, and now they're having a consult. Notice Saturn is in the 12th house position to Jupiter. So Jupiter's here, Saturn's here, 
So he's in the 12th house. He's whispering to Jupiter and he's saying, hey, Jupiter, I'm sending you Venus and Mars with a message. So your job with this is to look and say, what is the message I'm getting about the thing I said I was going to start on December 20th of 2020 when those two guys met at zero Aquarius, right? So Jupiter is whispering in Saturn's ear. I'm sorry, Saturn's whispering in Jupiter's ear and saying to Jupiter, hey, what do you want? You know, how about if you do this? Because he's telling him stuff. And from Jupiter's perspective, Saturn's behind him in the 12th house. So while it's an opening uh, semi-sextile from Saturn's perspective, from Jupiter's perspective, he's hearing Saturn say to him, I think you maybe want to pay attention to this. So you really want to pay attention to what you get warned about on Tuesday and Wednesday, because we're going to come out of being warned about it. And Jupiter is going to go in to aspect the nodes. Notice the nodes are at 2256. So Jupiter is going to come flying out of uh, his consult with Saturn, where Saturn says, hey, hey, don't forget this. And Jupiter is going to go, okay, I got it, I got it, I remember, I remember. But he's soon to meet up with Neptune, which is next week on the 12th. When Jupiter meets up with Neptune, that starts a new 13-year cycle. That's big. A 13-year cycle of expansion and growth. And, of course, Neptune takes 165 years to go through the Zodiac. So the last time this happened was in 1856 in March. And in February of 1856 is when they signed a treaty to stop the Crimean War. Now, we are currently having an argument over the Crimean Peninsula again 165 years later. So we're going to watch that Jupiter coming to Neptune as it accesses that point and also as the two of them, the node talks to the node. Jupiter talks to the south node and goes to the north node. Um, so we're going we're gonna to hear a lot of stuff with this because Mercury is combust. Mercury is on Pallas Athena. There's a lot of energy that's very intense right now in the sky. And so expect this intensity to take off on Tuesday uh, in terms of communications, in terms of what you're hearing about strategic plans, in terms of your own plans. Remember, the moon in Gemini invites us to look at both sides of the story. And we have to kind of say, okay, this side means this, this side means that. What do I really want to do? And, and why, why? But also, this is a check-in for these two guys who said we're starting a new 20-year cycle last December. I'm sorry, in December of 2020. And how's it going? It's semi-sextile. What adjustments do we need to make? What needs to happen? Think of Saturn in the Aries position and Jupiter in the Taurus position. Jupiter's saying, well, I'm trying to grow this. And Saturn's like, okay, what do you need from me to help it grow? So there's an energy here that's very good, but it also is quick, fast, zoom, adjust. So kind of think about, listen to what you hear this week around your plans for the future. Then the last one is at the end of the week on Sunday, Mercury enters Taurus. Now, Mercury's going really fast right now. He did 15 degrees last week. He's doing 15 degrees this week. He's talking to every planet. He's a very active guy. And so when Mercury is so intense and so passionate, we recognize that he is really in an intense space. But also when he goes into Taurus, he's going to slow the game down. 
Think of Mercury and Aries as that fast breaks in basketball, you know, where they're running and then they shoot. Mercury and Taurus is when the balls come back in and the guards dribbling it down the court slow and pointing, pointing, hey, you go over here, you go over there, and he's dribbling. Slows the game down on purpose to take a tally. Now, remember, Mercury and Taurus is answering to Venus and Pisces. So Venus is saying to him, Mercury, Mercury, slow the game down. My sister was a basketball coach for many years. And when the game would get really freighted and wild, she, she had, she's a Gemini, she had her students pretend they lost a contact lens on the court, which caused a little timeout, and they kind of looked around for the lens. It wasn't always the lens lost. Don't tell anybody. But that, you know, slow the game down. Because when it gets that fast, gets that quick, it gets violent. You know, it gets accidents happen. Kids get hurt. So as Mercury goes into Taurus, he's going to slow things down, going to dribble that ball down court slow. We just saw the basketball games, right? Venus and Pisces says, slow, baby, slow. I want a slow hand. I want a slow process. I want you to process with me. So the two of them, as they shift energies, are really giving us a kind of a forward motion ideas in terms of where we're going, but also they're talking to each other because they're in a sextile, but they're also working with each other. So kind of watch for the game to kind of feel like it slows down on Sunday where the rocket then is actually off. And then when you're looking at it go up, it just kind of goes up. It doesn't look like it goes that fast, but it is. You know, it's taken off. So we are taking off like a rocket. And that is the beauty of this week. So let me try my not sharing my screen. Okay, we'll see how this works. Um, Hopefully, you're just seeing me now. We're, we're experimenting. You guys are a work in, I'm a work in progress, and you're my guinea pig. So off we go. Okay, so let's go back to the degrees. The sun is going from 13 degrees of Aries all the way to 17, 18 degrees of Aries. Sun does not have a lot of aspects this week. The only thing he does is he's combust. Uh, he's combust the, um, uh, combust the mercury, and he gets up to 21 uh, degrees by the end of the week, but he's not got a lot of aspects. So sun's kind of moving along, not doing much. He does have a biquintile to the south node on the sixth of the month, which you're going to be able to go, okay, let me release that and try something else. Mercury, as I mentioned, is moving very fast. So every planet in your chart between 14 and zero, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, zero, all of those planets are going to be talked to by Mercury. And he's going to talk to pretty much everybody in the sky. Now, he does have an aspect with the nodes of fate on the seventh, an adjusting aspect. And he also is kind of involved in the Saturn-Jupiter conversation because he's going to be at, uh, talking to them at 25, 23, 25 of Aries. Now, they are having this conversation on the world point. So that's the seventh. So we're going to watch what happens on the 7th and the 8th with Mercury in there working hard on this. And, of course, we expect to vote on the Supreme Court justice on Thursday. Uh, so this is when people are stepping forward and saying, I'm voting, I'm not voting. Mercury, of course, hits Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 8th. That's never easy. You can see Eris sitting there with her little, she's a little Mars sign pushing down. And so when Mercury hits Aries, Eris, we have harsh words, arguments, fights, pretty 
Mercury also has a sextile to Mars on the 8th of the month. And that Mercury-Mars says, okay, here's the plan. Remember, Saturn is talking to Jupiter, and he's sending messages to Jupiter. So the planets are all, all the planets that are in the 20s are all kind of talking to each other. They're all in the same part of the room. They're all in the same part of your chart. They're having conversations and encouraging you to step forward. Venus, this, and then, of course, Mercury has a square to Pluto, which is breakup energy on the 10th, endings, departures, done. We're kind of finished here, that Mercury square Pluto. Uh, and then he goes into Taurus on uh, the 10th at 10.09 10, p.m. Venus this week kind of quiet, moving from 28 Pisces to uh, she gets up to 6 Pisces. Uh, during the week, she enters Pisces, as I mentioned, on the 5th of April, and she's going to be um, just happy. She's just so happy in Pisces. She's just like, oh, I'm home. Oh, love is good. Oh, I want to go to bed. Oh, I want to shower. Oh, I want a massage. Oh, I want a great dream. Oh, I want love. I believe in love, you know. So there's a great energy for you to go find music that finds you comfort support, and emotional clarity. Uh, Mars this week, of course, is running from 22 Aquarius through, um, uh, he's running through to 27 Aquarius this week. So he is busy. He does, he he has some trouble this week. He's in a little bit of an argument. He met up with Saturn, which canceled 10,000 flights in and out of Florida and made a lot of people really mad. You know, I was talking to one of the uh, people on the, on the Tampa side when we landed, she's oh yeah, people were really mad. I'm like, I bet they were, you know, because yeah, what can you do? It's the weather. It's not like the planes are trying not to fly, but you know, you're stuck for a couple more days. You know, what do you do? Mars also has a square to the nodes of fate. That's not an easy one. Remember when Mars, when planets square the nodes, it offers us a choice. So Mars squares the node of fate on the 5th, where we have options about how we're going to proceed and what we're going to do. And so that was Tuesday. uh, And um, the energy of, okay, let's clear this up. Let's get this going. Let's shift the energy is very strong with that. And then we also have Mars um, sextiling Eris on the 7th. Again, actions and war, not a pleasant one. But new partnerships. Mars meets up to Juno on April 9th and starts a new partner energy with, uh, with her. And the two of them say, okay, let's figure out how we can partner in a new way. You see Juno is down here at 26 Aquarius. So she's looking for partnership opportunities. Uh, we talked about Jupiter. He's going pretty slow. He's 22, 23. He's going to meet up with Neptune next week. That's big. Um, I will speak a bit about, because Jupiter also is going to be trying to the nodes of fate, a lot of people that are a little uh, emotionally distraught, this is a big week for people to have breakdowns, psychotic episodes, separations from reality. Um, So if you have people that have mental health issues in your family or drug and alcohol issues, that Jupiter-Neptune is a great time for structures to dissolve. So check on them, follow up with them. Uh, It's important to be, um, you know, aware that this energy is very ungrounded for many people. 
and a lot of people are having trouble maintaining emotional stability. Jupiter and Neptune, both in the sign of the ocean, is literally a tsunami, right? So it's a tsunami of feelings. It's tied to the nodes of fate. It's to the south node releasing, to the north node of where am I going? I don't know where I'm going. I just know I'm leaving everything. So that energy can be very disruptive for folks. And even though Venus is in Pisces, and Mercury, fortunately, is in Taurus, so they're gonna, those are going to help us ground a bit or trust the process, maybe. The energy is very, very intense this week and next week, too. Uh, so, you know, taking off, flying, going fast. I think those catamarans, those racing boats, when they do the World Cup and those boats are flying and they're on their edge and they're going 90 miles an hour, and there is a goal, but <laughs> yeah, hang on for dear life. If you ever been in a catamaran when they go a little crooked? You're kind of like, oh yeah, eh, like what are we doing here? Like why are we dipping over? Um, so the energy is pretty focused on that. There also is a Uranus Vesta. Uh, this is when some of the eviction notices are really going to hit, and of course Vesta is on a world point, so we're probably going to hear eviction stories uh, coming up pretty loudly in the next few weeks. So we'll kind of watch for that because the Uranus square Vesta is, okay, you got to move. You got to leave. You got to go do something. And then I want you on uh, to think about how you want to partner with this energy. Remember, energy is neither right nor wrong. It's just there. So our job is to kind of work with it and see how we can use it productively. And so this week, the energy is very fast moving once we got past that blockage of Mars-Saturn. And now it's really taking off. And it is going to go really fast until Pluto stations in the end of March, at the end of middle of May. So this next month, you're going to feel flies. And I'm like, even, I'm like, how can it be April already? It is. It's April already. <laughs> and the planets are now broken free from being frustrated by Saturn and blocked by Pluto. And they're all free. And they're all taken off and going off to college or to their new adventure or to whatever they're doing. And so the energy is very forward motion, but for the folks who are left behind or the folks who didn't get to leave, this can be a time of very deep sorrow because of that Jupiter-Neptune. It's very, um, very feeling, very feeling. And, and deep, deep in our hearts, you know, it's got an energy of, oh, just feel, you know. So when you're, you're having trouble emotionally or someone you love is having emotional outbursts, the Mars-Saturn helps us get past it because that frustration where they might throw something or hurt something or hurt themselves, that's, we're past that. The next piece is, okay, now let, let us begin again. Let's begin. Let's start. What is the structure, Saturn, that Mars, we're going to take action to build? Venus is going ahead. She's got her plans she and Mercury are chatting. They're coming up with stuff. So there's a nice energy of forward motion. But for the folks who are not moving forward or who haven't tuned into the shift because they're in such a puddle of emotions, this is a great time to help them out. But also recognize when you're working with a drowning person, you don't go over to them because they can take you down with them you throw them a life ring, you check in on them, you follow up with them. Um, I mean, if you're a trained lifeguard, go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, the energy is very swampy, very watery. So this week, 
obviously Sunday and Monday were the Donald Blanford days, you know, a lot of angry people, a lot of people yelling and screaming, a lot of fighting. And that's okay. That's part of it. That was also a Taurus moon. The moon was in Taurus. Uh, and it went void on Monday around 9.53 p.m. And then it went into Gemini on the 4th. And it was in Gemini on the 4th, Monday, and then Tuesday, the 5th. And it goes, it's still in Gemini today on the 6th, and it goes void at 11.15 p.m. And it goes void, moon goes void with a trine to Mars. So that's helpful. Uh, then we have a void moon until 11.30 in the morning on the 7th, Thursday. 90 seconds, according to the blog talk lady. Um, we have the moon in uh, Cancer on the 7th and the 8th, and it goes void at 9.01 with an opposition to Pluto. That's hard. Saturday's hard. Saturday the 9th is hard. Another Donald Blanford day. And the 10th, Mercury goes out of Aries into Taurus at 10 o'clock, and the moon goes into Leo on, on, on Sunday the 10th. So the Leo moon has a good closing aspect of a sextile to, um, I'm sorry, of an opposition to Mars. So the only days that are easy this week are the Gemini moons, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, tough, uh, particularly Saturday. And, of course, Monday was tough. So with that note, the, the British lady is saying I'm leaving. Happy Palm Sunday. Almost done with Lent. And uh, we're trying this whole new thing, so hopefully have good audio on Blog Talk. We have good recording on YouTube, and we're done uh, on some level. And I'll share my screen. You can uh, sign up for uh, the, the Pluto Return of the United States. It's a 90-minute webinar. It's available on my website. And also I offer new offering, Couple of Stars, uh, which is an offering from my astrology service where I read you a 6- to 10-minute thing. It's getting launched today because it didn't get launched. With, I was watching that Mars set. I'm like, I don't know. I want to. Anyway, it's getting launched today. So feel free to sign up and have a great week. Wishing you the best. Take care and goodbye. And then we will try seeing if this works. Stopping this recording. This conference is no longer being recorded. I'm hanging up. I'm getting the hang of this technology. Woohoo! Maybe.